Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Sal Capaccio was on the sidelines last night on WGR as the Bills season came to a sudden end. Sal, we're in all too familiar territory this morning. Gut-wrenching, heartbreaking loss to the Chiefs. I mean, this was a battle back and forth. In the end, what did it come down to? To me, it came down to the Bills' inability to stop the Chiefs' offense, um, especially the run game. Just really not expected that they would run the ball like that on the Bills. And, you know, the Bills, with their depleted defense, uh, I know injuries, you know, you don't want to say excuse, anything like that, but it hurt. Of course it did. But still, the defensive line was not banged up, and they didn't do a good enough job. They didn't get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. They didn't stop him uh, in the run game. And then when that happens, you leave yourself less margin for error on offense, and they made too many mistakes on offense. Critical plays, critical drops, missed field goal at the end. Certainly didn't wasn't the reason they lost the game. Would have kept it tied. <clears throat> Sorry, with a minute and so left, but <clears throat> guys, I'm also just uh, getting getting in back <clears throat> into it this morning after a late night. <clears throat> Sorry about that. So there you go. Um, but I would say that that was the big thing for me. It was a missed um, opportunities on defense to stop the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I mean, the defense banged up. It's been that story all year long, though they have looked good and then, you know, couldn't get the job done yesterday. And then Sal, on offense, you mentioned they didn't have a ton of room for error. But the errors were made. Um, you know, for me, it's I look at that game and I'm just thinking of at least three in my head, three drop passes and then the missed field goal. And those those drop passes, they're just, they're killers. They are. And the Bills didn't really drive the ball downfield. And when they did, they have to come up with those because there were very few shots. And the reason there were few shots is, and I understand, they wanted to play more of a close conservative game because they had a depleted defense. They didn't want to have their defense out in the field against Patrick Mahomes. And the Bills did a great job of controlling the game with the run early in the first or in the first half. They did not do that in the second half. That was a big change. They couldn't run the ball. When they had their opportunities to throw it downfield, they just didn't connect. And then, you know, late in the game, you know, just inside two minutes, and boy, Josh has Khalil Shakir. And if he hits him, the Bills are forcing the Chiefs to go down and score a touchdown at the end of the game. But Josh gets hit as he's throwing the ball. And it just goes a little short. So that's obviously another missed opportunity. You're right. When you have those few times, look, the Bills' longest play of the game outside of a Josh Allen scramble was 15 yards. You can't have that. You can't. The, the Chiefs had eight plays of 20 yards or more. The Bills had zero plays of 20 yards or more. Wow. Well, the kicking game, um, you know, <clears throat> Tyler Bass is one thing. And then all week, Sam Martin's status was questionable. Then he played and had a couple of wobbly punts, one of which was completely shanked. Why do you think he played? Well, obviously they felt that he was good enough to at least punt the ball. Um, I mean, it's a tough it's a tough thing to just put in a new punter you haven't worked with all year, and I know Matt Hawk was here last year or two years ago. It's a tough thing to do that just on the fly in the playoffs and go out there and you have to punt and you have to hold. On top of that, there was a numbers issue, guys. I mean, if, if Sam Martin couldn't play and they had to – bring Matt Hawk up from the practice squad, then you couldn't bring up either Andy Isabella or A.J. Klein. They had to have those guys. 
So the way that the rules work, as far as how many guys you can elevate from the practice squad, it just kind of wasn't an option as long as you know Sam Martin was able to at least go out there and try and punt. And he was able to, but like you said, it just it didn't work out. And now you're kind of just left wondering what happens next, right? I mean, just a, a, a heartbreaker. But Sal, it, it, heartbreaker, I think, is like a key word there because you look over the past few years, this team – Rarely loses, right? Like they just—they're winning like crazy, and when they do lose, it's by the slimmest of margins. Like it's just yeah. there, and and I think a lot of fans are just kind of grappling with that this morning. It's like, is this a good team that's just unlucky or has like a wrong miscue or a drop pass at the wrong time or something like that, or does something you know really need to change here? Well, there's always going to be changes, Brian, right? We know that. There's going to be some front office changes here, whatever it is. There's going to be staff changes, coaching staff changes. There's going to be a lot of personnel changes. This is a team that's older now. It has been for a couple of years. We've known that there's going to be some sort of, you know, uh, roster turnover with salary cap purposes. There's guys that, you know, maybe last night did, did both Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer play their final game in a Bills uniform, right? I mean, things like that. Gabe Davis is going to be a free agent. You got guys that have played really well that you'd love to have back, like Daquan Jones, he's going to be a free agent. Is there enough is there enough money? What about the guys coming back from injury? Matt Milano, Tredavious White, how do they fit in? You know, and well, not how, this, how they fit in, how do they recover and come back, I should say. Um, and if, when you're talking about big, broader changes, you know, I'm not really sure, you know, what that entails, but there will always be some sort of changes and it's a bottom line business and nothing surprises me in this league when those things happen. Um, you know, I think the bills are, they, they, they have a good staff. They have a good coaching staff. They have a good front office staff. They have an elite quarterback. And as long as you have those things, you're always going to be contenders. You're always going to be in the mix. So I don't know what it takes. Does it take just for the chiefs to be bad one year? I don't know what it takes because I, you know, if this wasn't the year you had them, you had them here, you had them in this game and, didn't work out, and um, you just wonder if it could ever happen now. What was your take on the fake punt last night? You know, I, I don't mind the call the, the, to, to fake punt overall. I didn't like the, the manner in which they did it, which is you're asking a backup safety, a really a number four safety, Damar Hamlin, to get five yards on the ground, and I didn't like that part of it. I, I understand Sean McDermott's reasoning. He said they weren't stopping him all night, and that's right. That's what I just said to you guys. That to me, like you have to stop him. They weren't stopping him all night, so he wanted to have, you know, they wanted to try and keep the ball in their hands and do something. And unfortunately, they had a loss in the play before, which put him fourth and five instead of fourth and two, where it could have been. And then maybe he does get the first down. And I know a lot of people say, well, if you want to go five yards and just put Josh Allen on the field, and I get that, and you could do that. But then the KC keeps their normal defense on the field instead of their special teamers, right? So there's a lot that goes into it. And by the way, KC had ten guys on the field. Um, so, you know, you should make that play, but I didn't like the actual physical play call. I didn't mind the philosophy of faking it. I, I was wondering, and I, I don't know if there's clarification of this after, because you saw the 10 men on the field and like the, the kind of scrambling and everything else that was looking a little bit different. Was that something that was pre-planned or was that like an audible? They see only 10 men and all right, we're going with a, a fake punt. We're switching things up, uh, called at the line or something. From what I understand, Brian, talking with people, it was called already before they knew there were 10 guys. They knew they were going to fake it when they ran out onto the field 
And then it was kind of decided from there, like what they're doing, how they're doing it. I think they have a couple different calls or checks. They can go based on the alignment of the defense, but they already had made up their mind that they were faking it even before that there were only 10 guys on the field. Hey, you know, Sal, before we let you go here, uh, you had to talk over a rowdy crowd all night long. Yeah. I, I mean, just the, the, the kickoff and just the game atmosphere, it had to be just something else. It was awesome. It was just awesome. What a great atmosphere, you know, and I just, I'm hurting for Bill's Mafia today, guys. I really am. I mean, just, you know, to have that team here and to walk away as dejected and disappointed as people are, it just sucks. And you knew last night was the final game in that stadium this year. No matter what would have happened, they would have won. They've been up in Baltimore this week, but what a, what a, what a great showing by Bill's Mafia. It was super loud. I give the Chiefs and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes credit for coming in here and being able to handle that crowd noise because that's as loud as I've ever heard it down there. And it just stinks that, um, you know, this is how the season ends. Yeah. All right. All right, Sal. Well, we'll be talking with you as uh, changes are sure, sure to come. sure we will. All right. Sal Capaccio. From... Be a stranger. Make sure you call me, okay? <laughs> we will. <laughs> Sal Capaccio <laughs> from WGR Sports Radio 550. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.